Welcome everyone to Be Better Betters. I'm the host, Spanky. Thanks for listening. I was going to take a couple of weeks off from doing a podcast, but I saw all this stuff happening, and I kind of wanted to break stuff down when it comes to uh, stock market trading and sports trading, and kind of look at similarities between the both of them. And the differences for that matter. I think it might be an interesting thing. Uh, just a little bit on a background for myself, in case you guys didn't know. You know, I used to work on Wall Street. I worked at Deutsche Bank um, for two years. And I actually interned there before I uh, got my full-time job right out of college at Deutsche Bank. I worked in prime brokerage. Um, so, listen, I'm no financial expert, but I... I could, you know, I could hold my own. I understand the markets. I was always fascinated by the markets. And honestly, it's what I wanted to do was my career. When I went to college, I actually double majored. I uh, got a degree in both finance and computer science. And, uh, you know, I thought it was a great combination because, you know, at the time, that's when, you know, the financial boom and, the, you know, back in the late 90s and dot-com era and everything was just coming up and it was just a great time. And, I figured if I could get both of those degrees, it'll, you know, give me a leg up, um, you know, in the finance world to be able to know a lot of technical stuff and to be able to apply it and to be able to talk the lingo with a lot of the financial guys out there. Um, It was a pretty good thing and it was a good mix. And I learned a lot working at Deutsche Bank. Um, And I, you know, I saw a lot of things, you know, a lot of things on the up and up and you know, to be frank, a lot of shadiness going on. So, you know, it's a uh, it's a crazy world out there. The financial markets, um, big big money, it dwarfs the sports betting markets. What we do in sports betting um, is a drop in a bucket compared to what happens, you know, in the equities markets and and, and so on and so forth and beyond. But um, there's a lot of different there's a lot of similarities, a lot of differences. I kind of want to talk about that, you know. So, you know. With respect to analysis and 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 and, uh, and I, I want to kind of bring it back to what's kind of happening with this GameStop and what kind of uh, what I what my opinion is and what I think should should happen in the future. So kind of want to start off. You know, whenever I interviewed somebody that would want to come and become a trader uh, for me, you know, a question I'd always ask is, what's the difference between investing and gambling? And, um, you know, the answer I was, I'm always looking for is there is no difference. Um, because it's the same exact thing. Uh, when you invest in, in a stock or when you invest, you know, you're gambling that that stock is going to go up. Uh, it's a gamble. You know, investing is a sophisticated term for gambling. Gambling sounds derogatory. It sounds like you're going to be losing money in the long run. Investing sounds like it's so, it's so positive um, that you're going to be making money in the long run. But, you know, that's just your opinion. Uh, they're both gambling, and, and investing is gambling. Um, you could try to take the gambling out of investing, you know, do some arbitrage or kind of, you know, different strategies to be able to uh, mitigate your risk. But at the same time, they're one and the same. So, um, and I think it's important because a lot of people, you know, when they come into the sports markets, they think that, hey, now I'm, I'm going to be a gambler, you know, and, and, but no, we're doing the same thing. We're investing and we're gambling. It's all this one and the same. 
and we're just trying to be able to uh, to get the best of it. So, I kind of want to go in parallel on on you know uh, stock market equities trading and kind of sports trading. So, you know, why do people buy stock? You know, what's what's the what's the motivating factor? And I think that you know it's uh, the biggest thing. What I learned, you know, and in, in, at Deutsch and in my finance classes, you know, one of the fundamentals, the theoretical, is, is what we call fundamental analysis. What's fundamental analysis? Fundamental analysis is is essentially looking. It's like handicapping a game. It's looking at the company's price and um, it's you know trying to see if there's any if it's undervalued or overvalued. Um, you're looking at different quantitative and qualitative approaches um, when you're looking at fundamental analysis. Uh, their revenue, their debt, working capital, all the financial ratios, you know, earnings per share, uh, price or PE ratio, so many different things, and then you kind of, kind of cook all that together, and you kind of try to find out, hey, listen, is this a fair stock price for what you make? And essentially, it's just like handicapping. You know, you just replace, um, you know, company with with team, and you look at the players. You're looking at, you know. Uh, their stats and, and they're, instead of you're looking at an annual report you're looking at box scores or play by play data and you're looking to see um, if there's uh, if there's value in that team going forward um, and what that projected value is and there's so many different methods so many different ways to go about it to try to find out if there's value you know we're not going to get into it deep but that's what a lot of these modelers do where if you're, a, if you're a guy making a number on a game, you're looking at the statistics. If all those statistics, when you bring them all together, um, if there's value. Same thing again with the stock market, with fundamental analysis. You're doing all those ratios and you're trying to find out if the price, if there's value on, on buying that stock or shorting that stock. You know. When it comes to buying a stock, it's just like laying a favor. When it comes to shorting a stock, it's just like taking a dog. Um, so, you know, it's, it's the same exact thing. Um, you either bet it for it or bet against it. When you bet against a team, it's like you're taking the other side. Um, so, it, you know, it, there's there's a lot of parallels there. The other way, besides fundamental analysis, is technical analysis. So, technical analysis is kind of what, it's like a more practical thing. Um, where, you know, you kind of assume the market is efficient, kind of looking, you know, for, uh, trying to, looking for the, it's all about price, you know, you assume the price is right, and you're trying to find out what's missing in that price. Um, with technical analysis, you know, I remember uh, my professor would always tell me, you know, with technical analysis, you don't care about the whys, you just care about what, what's the price and where is it going. The whys are, are not important. Um, you don't ask why, you just try to figure out which way the price is going. You're looking for different trends, you're doing a lot of different charts, looking at momentum charts, and, and, and so many different things to try to just figure out where this price is going to peak at, or where it's gonna, where's the peaks and the valleys, and then you're trying to be able to, of course, just like in any strategy, buy low, sell high. Technical analysis um, in the sports markets is the same thing. You're looking at line moves, you're trying to find out exactly, you know, is this line bottomed out? Which way do we think it's going? Um, 
etc., etc., etc. There's a lot of different things, and, 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 you know, technical analysis, you know, does, you kind of assume history repeats itself, um, and you're going to use past performance of price movement to project the future outcome of that movement. You know, so past performance might be on a, a past performance of a game on how that line moved. You know, perfect examples, I you know, let's just pick random teams. Let's just say Fairfield is playing uh, Drake. Uh, and uh, let's just say Fairfield was a three-point favorite and Drake was a... a, 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 a they're playing Drake. Drake is, of course, a three-point underdog. Let's just say the line opens three and then winds up closing five. Um, so that's like a chart. Eh? So you kind of understand, okay, listen, F uh, Fairfield was undervalued. A lot of people bet Fairfield, the sharp guys, the money movers, bet Fairfield, and then it moved. Then the next game when Fairfield plays somebody, you kind of know, you look at that opening price, you say, wait a minute, was it because they, the Fairfield was undervalued or was it because Drake was overvalued? So you kind of want to look at that and you chart these things, and then eventually, after a few data points, you kind of understand, and this is exactly what we're doing all the time, you kind of understand how the market views these teams and it helps you predict which way it's going. And, and it's just always, it's, 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 it's not rocket science. Um, every time Fairfield, you know, plays, for the most part, you know, they're always, if you bet them early, they're always going to beat the closing line. And, you know, why is that? It's pretty simple, you know, it's, it's, it's you know, the, the, a lot of the sharp, the modelers out there and the guys that are, that are making their numbers, the ones that are doing the fundamental analysis on the team, um, essentially believe that Fairfield is undervalued and once you have in any model you you know that's the beauty of it the market kind of tells you what the models are, uh, are are predicting so once you see certain data points you know you know like I could if any modeler or any any originator or any guy that's betting these games once you see three four five data points and you just look for those trends you kind of know okay this guy's always betting Fairfield this guy's always you know betting against Iona this guy's you know always betting Texas A&M every time uh, you know uh, Louisiana Tech plays he's always you know the under is always moving because so so all, all, there's so many different things and I think that the, the this technical analysis is so important kind of like essentially just looking at how these teams play and, and, and what's happening with the price of them and I think it's such an such to me it's beautiful I love it this is what we do you know the best in the world I think combine every single tool they have to do a little bit fundamental analysis a little technical analysis and we do some fundamental analysis don't get me wrong but it's not our forte our big thing is technical analysis um, where we're just looking for those price movements and we're trying to see which way the line is going, the direction of the line is going. And we're trying to beat that closing line. So, you know, within the sports market, there, there's finality kind of, you know, once the game starts, essentially, that's it. You know, you, you have a definitive winner, definitive loser, and you move on to the next game. Stock market's not like that. Stock market, you know, it never ends. So, you know, the price, the, the, the price is always just up and down, up and down, up and down. And um, and for a lot of guys, that's a little, that's a tough pill to swallow. A lot of guys need that finality. They, they need something final. Um, and guys, you know, some people, you know, I know I, I've seen 
A lot of guys, when they're on a bad trade, they don't know how to just sell and take a loss. It's one of those things in which, you know, if you're trading in the sports markets, um, you're going to be forced to either take a loss or just, you know, let the game play out and, and, and either be dealt a loss or dealt a win and then move on. Whereas the stock market, there's no final. You know, you could always, you know, you bought a stock at $50 a share, it goes to 40 You're just hoping that, hey, man, you know, it's like chasing, but chasing by waiting, you have to just wait. Oh, maybe it'll just go back to 50 or maybe 51 I can make a profit, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And then, you know, you see it go down to 35 30 You're like, oh, my God, what's happening? And, you know, a lot of people don't know how to take a loss, and that, that's a hard thing. Uh, a lot of traders and a lot of, like, amateur traders from what I've seen, um, don't know how to how to just move on from something, and a lot of guys don't know how to how to take take a win. You know, a lot of you know they, they set a price and you know they don't know how to just you know get off the price and move on. Uh, you know, I'm talking about day trading. I'm not talking about long term investing. Everything is essentially day trading because sports betting is is in essence day trading. Um, and and you know so so you assume that none of these positions are long term. And a lot of guys don't know how to let go or they don't know how to lock up a profit. Greed gets in the way. So it's a very dangerous thing. It plays on the emotions. Um, and I've seen, you know, a lot of people make a lot of money in the stock market. And I've seen a lot of people lose a lot of money. And um, it's it's the same thing with the sports markets. But uh, it's, it's, it's it, I think there's a lot more discipline involved. You kind of got to keep yourself in check. And, um, and there is no finality. I think you have to kind of force yourself, you know, to put limits and to be able to get out, in and out. Um, that's the key, to try to be able to know when to get in, when to get out, and, and, and when to move on to another trade or another stock. Um, so that's kind of like the, the comparison between the two. Uh, and I think that, uh, you know, so, so what's what's a difference? You know, what's a major difference? Obviously, the biggest difference with stocks and sports, I think, in the stock market, you know, it, it's the liquidity is always big. It's always huge. You get down so much. The vig is a lot less. It's pretty cheap to make a trade these days um, compared to a sports bet where you're laying one ten. So, you know, the stock market has everything working for it um, when it comes to that. Uh, you know, so and and for long-term investors, it's 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 you're, you're going to make money with dividends and all this other stuff in the long run, but for day trading, you know, it's uh, the stock market could get a little bit dangerous if you if you kind of don't know what you're doing, but um, but a lot of guys, a lot of sports betters I know, they trade stocks, um, and they do very well, and and it's a great thing, you know, if, if you know what you're doing and if you have that discipline required. But liquidity is the biggest thing in the stock market because you could always, you know, there's enough uh, liquidity out there for you to be able to buy and sell and, you know, just at ease. Nobody's going to limit you um, except for what happened, you know, just recently. So that, that, that's the sad part um, because you would all, you know, you always had this thing with the equities where, you know, the equity market's the free market, it's trading and we could all trade and everybody's happy. Um, Whereas the sports market, you get limited, and bookmakers limit how much you could bet on a certain game, so it's not a, like a free open market, and um, and that's what always was the, the Achilles heel. That's what you know. And there's there's that that makes it you know the the illiquidity of it makes them it's not enough money in it, um, and you're ho- hoping one day that you know some of these Wall Street guys get into the sports market and make it super liquid and be able to trade you know millions of dollars on these things. Um, uh, 
and and the best model and the best price evaluation is going to wind up making the money and winning. But um, we're not there yet. So um, and today it was a you know big setback for the equities market. You know from what I understand, and again I'm no financial expert, but some of these brokerage firms, I think Robinhood, um, you know stopped people. Um, from selling a stock, they only they, um, stop people from buying a stock. They only could sell it, and and this is this is terrible to be able to you, know, you say this is a free market and you can you can you know f- trade whatever you want and and now you're you're limiting people from from buy, from buying equity um, on a certain stock. That's 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 absolutely unethical. It's completely wrong. It would happen to me. I remember I'll never forget one of my guys downtown Las Vegas, the Golden Nugget. Mine was painted seven. They had a seven and a half. My guy tried to take the seven and a half, and whoever was working there at the time said, "Nah, you only could lay it." And my guy said, "What do you mean, you only could lay?" He goes, "Nah, that seven and a half is for the squares." Um, you know, sorry, we're not lo- we're not interested in any dog action. And this was at a regulated, licensed Las Vegas casino, Golden Nugget Las Vegas downtown. And the guy told us we only could lay the seven and a half. We couldn't take it. And uh, it's completely wrong, you know, completely against Nevada gaming rules. But that's not, you know, it's not my style to, you know, go into the whole rigmarole, report people. That's not me. I just think that it's sad that these people have to resort to these tactics. And, you know, I thought, okay, you know, it's, it's common in the sports world. But, man, this really happens in the equities markets, which is supposed to be on the up and up. And everything is supposed to be, you know, kosher. And, and everybody is, you know, just... uh the free market and that's not the case and that's sad to see that because that's dangerous such a dangerous dangerous precedent to be able to have uh guys not able you know if, if you have an open market and you know for people to stop people from buying you, you only could sell but you can't buy that's insane you know that's causing the price to go down it's complete market manipulation um and in a regulated market that's uh that's a no-no. So it's sad to see something like that happen. I want to talk about insider trading and market manipulation. I think that, you know, that's the thing. You know, with this GameStop stock, a lot of guys came together and they said, you know, let's just buy the stock, buy, buy, buy. Um, and then they wind up buying so much that the price kept going up and then it caused all these hedge funds to have to cover their short positions. And it was a whole fiasco. And, and you know, it, it, it really caused a ruckus in the market. Um, but for, for the market, that's the rules of the stock market. That, that's how it was. And these guys played by the rules. You know, I, I see that the SEC is trying to, you know, look for, for different price manipulation. These guys didn't do anything. You know, it's sad to be able to, to, to hear something like that. These guys are playing by the rules. They all came together and said, let's buy. Um, you know, when CNBC... We'll talk about, okay, you know, I think this stock is a buy and this stock is a sell, which is completely bullshit uh, when you watch these things. A lot of these, you know, recommendations on these on CNBC or what anybody else, you know, they're all just trying to, you know, just convince the public to do something um, and the public could listen or not listen. Um, just like in any forum or a Reddit forum, whatever, hey, listen, I think we should all buy this. People could listen or not listen. And, 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 you know, there's there's no inside information on the company. There's nothing like that. So, you know, I think it's sad to see that you know just because it didn't pan out in in, in the uh, in corporate uh, uh, America's favor, 
and all these little guys wind up making money that all of a sudden now there's lawsuits looking to be filed and the rules of the game again are going to change. That's what sucks about this shit. Rules always change when the little guy gets ahead. Because the little guy is not meant to get ahead. And it's sad that that's the case. You know, when little guys get ahead and they all team up and get ahead, then, oh no, that's not supposed to happen. Because the big guys are not supposed to get fucked. Little guys are supposed to earn a little at a time. That's fine, okay, you can take a little piece, you can wet your beak, but you can never have the lion's share. And, and that's how it always is. That's, you know, that's the markets in America. Um, and it's always been that way. And, um, and the little guy said, you know what, no, it's not going to be like that no more. And they got together and they did what they had to do, and I commend them for it. Um, you know, there was no insider trading, there's none of that. And I think that, you know, these, these, uh, these big hedge funds, and, and, I, and I've, I've dealt with all these hedge funds. You know, when I was at Deutsche Bank, we used to pro- I worked in prime brokerage. We process trades for Renaissance Technologies, all the big ones, like the big, big names. And, um, and these guys trade so much. Uh, there's so many trades going on, and there's so much, you know, their trades alone move the prices. They're so big. Renaissance was the biggest one we processed. Their, their trades are humongous. Their volume is unbelievable, and they, they alone create value. It's like they're pr- it's like a printing press, honestly. Um, it's a printing press. So, and, and they're very sophisticated at what they're doing. And listen, I'm not gonna you don't knock anybody. I'm not gonna hate on anybody earning, but that's what they do. They're, they're a printing press. But you know what? Sometimes, you know, when you get into this thing, and sometimes you know, just like in anything, the little man sometimes gets ahead, and you're gonna lose. And I know somebody's. Some of these hedge funds, you know, they wind up losing billions on this thing. So, um, and that's the thing, you know, they, it, it's crazy. They put this analysis out where they recommend, you know, a stock. They, they say, oh, no, the stock is overvalued. It should go down. And then before they do that or, you know, before they release that, they have all their put options and they're shorting the stock and they're doing all these things because they think, okay, people are going to come in. Um, and drive that price down for them. So they, you know, it, it, it's 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 completely completely unethical. Um, is it illegal? No, but it's completely unethical. Um, same thing. Let's just say a tout that that moves the markets. You know, he might just say, you know what? Okay, you know what? I I really want to just create value on this game, and I really like the underdog. And he'll say, you know what? I really I'm, I, I you know he'll publicly state, oh yeah, I I. Uh, I love this favorite. I think it's going to be great. And then, you know, people are going to lay the favorite. The little guy, the line will go up from four to four and a half, five. And then he just comes in and takes all the five down. Line winds up going to three. You know, guys then that lead the three and a half, four, four and a half, they all get fucked. And, and, and that's the thing, you know, some, that happens. Is that, is that illegal? No. Is that unethical? Absolutely. Um, and, and, a lot of these guys, they just want to be able to drive that thing, and, and and sometimes it's not even like. Sometimes it's not the opposite. Sometimes they'll say, "Yeah, you know, I really think the favorite is the side here," and then it just helps them, helps them, helps them. But then it over moves, and they'll just be able to, you know, go for a middle. Um, I know Billy Walters did a lot of that stuff where he would just take a ten and a half on a football game, had no opinion on it, line would shoot down a nine and a half, and uh, and he laid a nine and a half. Um, just on his bet alone, and that's it, you know what I mean, boom, nothing, no, uh, no opinion on the game whatsoever, but they respected him so much that they just moved, and that's just how it is, you know, guys, are, they're, they're, if they're going to over move, 
um, you're going to pay the price. If you're going to be over leveraged, there's a price to pay sometimes. And that's the thing. And I think a lot of these guys, they've gotten away with it so long, they didn't know that there was a price that you had to pay that guys could, you know, outwit you. And, and, and that's what happened. Um, so, you know, I hope this thing works out for these guys. I hope nobody gets in trouble. So that's the thing now. Let's talk about insider trading because I don't really trade stocks. Um, I would love to, I just don't. And I'm scared, you know, I always assume that there's a binoculars on me. And, you know, that's why when somebody ever calls me and says, yeah, I got a stock tip, I'm, I'm, I'm never interested. Never interested. Because if you got a stock tip and that thing, why I wind up earning on it, you know, in this, in this day and age, you know, you have to provide the why. Why did you buy this? Uh, why did you invest in this? Well, my buddy called me up and said he had a tip. Oh, you know what I mean? SEC could say, oh, no, that could have been an insider trading. Did you know your buddy knows the CEO of the company and this, that, and the other thing? And I'm like, holy shit, I don't need this mess. You know, it's no longer, you know, to get involved in the whys, that ain't me. Like you said, with the technical analysis, we're not, I'm a what guy, not a why. Tell me what to do. I don't care about the whys. Um, and, and, and that's a thing. So with the insider trade, you got to be very careful getting stock tips and everything um, to, to go in big because it's just one of those things in which, you know, like this guy um, that was interviewing um, that other guy, the Golden State Warriors guy, Shamath, um, and, you know, he says, you know, how is this price on, on, on GameStop this way? I want to see the white papers. What's the fundamental analysis? You know, you know, so people now, every time they buy a stock, they have to give you the why? What kind of a free market is that? You know, the, the why shouldn't matter, okay? I see the stock going up and up, and there's, you know, I feel as if it's going to keep going up. Like, there's nothing, you know, that's trading. Whys shouldn't be an answer. It's, here's the price, here's the bid-ask spread, we're going to make our VIG, you could buy it at this price, sell it at this price, period. That's how it works, just like in a sports market. You could lay this price, take this price, we move on. That's it. And, and, and now there's whys, and it's the same exact crap that some of these dressmakers um, want to say. You know, like, imagine that. Like, you know, you go and... and, and you know, you're betting the Chiefs, uh, let's just say, minus three. Why are you doing that? You know, what do you mean, why am I doing that? Who cares why? That's what I like. That's my opinion. You know, when, when, and it's not just, you know, an, a retail user or a corporate user, you know, it sucks. Why should I have to fill out a why form? That's not, that's not trading. Um... And, and, and for that to be required is absolute bullshit. Of course, they want to stop insider trading, and they want to make sure that there's no, you know, inside info. But um, when you have a bunch of guys just coming together, you know, and you don't know if that inside info dwindled down. That's why when a stock tip comes to me, I never listen to it. I'm like, don't even tell me about it. If somebody calls me up with it, I'm like, oh, shit, I might be tapped. You might be giving me this shit. I don't need this shit. Keep your stock tip to yourself, dude. Now, let's take it to the sports market. Somebody calls me up. I think LeBron's out. Oh, no problem. There's no regulation. You know what I mean? It's the best. That's how it is. I think LeBron's out. I think this guy, you know, on Villanova's not playing. Uh, man, so so that I'm all about that. You know what I mean? You got a good towel boy. You know somebody. You saw some. You know, you saw somebody limping. Let's rock and roll. And that's what you know. I'm. I love that. I'm built on it. It's all inside info. Um, you know, there's no. Uh, fixing games, none of that crazy shit, you know what I mean, I'll never change the outcome of the game, but if I get information before the market does, absolutely, 
that's beautiful. That, that, that's, that's what makes a sports market kind of, in essence, it's the person fastest to the information. Um, and it's the same thing in the equities market, just nobody will ever advertise it. You know what I mean? Let's keep it real. Um, guys get information. You know, guys, you know, a, a company releases their earning report. You're trying to tell me they released the earning report, and every single person finds out about that report um, at the same exact time. If if you believe that shit, I got a bridge to sell you. You know, what I mean? so it, it's it's all. Everybody gets the, the the info a little bit sooner. In the equities market, because there's so much regulation, everybody's hush hush about it. Um, we're at the sports market. I'm proud to say I try to get information on one. If ESPN announces it. If I don't know, if I didn't know that shit 30 minutes or, or more beforehand, I'm not doing my job. Um, and that might involve beat writers, that might involve calling schools, calling teams, doing whatever means I have to do to try to extract that information before the market knows about it. That's my edge, that's what I do. Um, whereas in the equities market, you do that shit, you're going to wind up in jail. Um, and that's a fact. So, you know, it's just a big, big difference. Um, and you got to know the rules, you know, in life, in any trading, whatever you're doing, the most, you know, you, you always know the rules. And then once you play by the rules, they make the rules, not us. They make the rules. And then we just play by the rules. The best in a business know how to bend the rules a little bit. The best in a business, in any business, know how to walk the fine line right on the edge of the rules. The people that are super straight and narrow, Listen, with all due respect, and, and, and this is what I believe, I might be wrong, um, but the guys that are living the straight and narrow, not living on the edge, those are the guys, in my opinion, are the ones that are not as successful, they're the ones that are not making the big money. That's for me, that's my opinion, I might be wrong, I'm just talking to myself. You know, I'm always living that, you know, towing that fine line, never want to break the law, never, I'm not a, I'm a law-abiding citizen, I do everything on the up and up, but at the same time, I, uh, I'm, I'm going to definitely try to find out, you know, I'll, I'll bend things here and there where I see, you know, it's, it's a risk-reward ratio. Um, and uh, just like in anything, there's always a risk-reward ratio. So, you know, I, I, I think that the best um, kind of know, know when, know the rules and then know how to play by those rules and, and, and to be able to work, make those rules work for you. I think that's such an important thing in all business and all trading on all aspects of life, life is just like a—it's like a game. You know, I'm a big board gamer. I like to play games, and if you're able to just solve the game or know the game, know the rules, know exactly what's required of you, then you're able to kind of like beat the game or game the game, and that—that's—that's that's the beauty of it. Kudos to all those Reddit traders out there that made a lot of money doing this. You guys played by the rules. You did everything right, and. uh all the power to you. Very impressive. I love seeing stuff like this happen. Thanks so much for the time. Until next time.